Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to 49 Unbeaten, the official Arsenal Vavil podcast. This is episode 23 and we're here for an Arsenal versus Burnley match review. (laughs) What do we say? It started so well. We got the only goal, and especially against a team like Burnley, who are hard to break down. Historically, we've struggled to break them down. To get an early goal, you think, right, great. You've broken them down early. We've got the advantage. We'll go and score three or four like we did against West Brom. And then from about minute six or seven, it just it just went apart. <laughs> I don't know. Let's start with the goal because I mean, it was a good team goal. William got another assist. Bamiang scored to get his confidence up. It's just, it was bright. It was a good start. And with the team we picked, I was sceptical again. You think Chambers' first game since December 2019. Willian starts again. He's been in good form, but, you know, you'd rather see someone else in there. Saka, Odegaard, it was it was a real mixture of players. What did you make of the initial lineup? Because I was shocked to see Chambers playing. I don't know if you lot were as well. I know, Ben, we spoke about it on Thursday, about what do we do with Chambers? It's not expecting him to play today. It was, yeah, no, I didn't expect him to play, but I could definitely see the logic behind him playing. Um, you know, he's he's the tallest fullback we've got, play, quite <laughs> simply. And Burnley are the most physical side in the league. It was, it was. Um, I think I said it at the start of the season as well when we were talking, well, people were talking about which game to drop Saliba into. And people were like, oh, is he going to start against Burnley? And I thought, if he's going to start against Burnley, and the problem is his aerial dominance, then there's just serious questions yeah. to be asked. Um, but I thought I thought Chambers was all right, to be fair. Didn't see anything wrong with it. Um, it was unexpected, but it, was, it wasn't it was time when I was like, oh. But I thought, I thought the lineup was perfectly good enough to get the job done, quite frankly. It should have been good enough to get the job done. It really should have been. Bright, bright start. Batman's got another goal. I think he's... Top goal scorer, I think 13, 14 goals this season now. Another Willian assist. And we thought this would be, I mean, plain sailing. You'd, you'd expect with that team an early goal, almost knock the confidence out of them. And then I just don't know what happened. We didn't, it's not like we struggled to create chances. We got into almost the right positions. But again, it's that age old question of early in the season of November time, that final ball almost. Yeah. It's, it, <laughs> The thing is, though, we as you said, the only goal for oh yeah, here we go. Look at this, the, the foot, the, the the goal itself was fantastic. Yeah. You know, starting the back, 
Um, the Xhaka and the Partey link up and that ball from Partey to William was brilliant and obviously the Aubameyang goal. And then after that, I thought, oh, we're gonna, we're gonna, it's gonna be a breeze now. And then we created those chances, missed that Saka miss. I, 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 I and then, um, I think, um, who had the other chance? Was it? Bamian um, had the other chance, didn't he? He fell over. Yeah, yeah. It was those two chances, and then I thought it's just gonna come and yeah. spiral us on the arse. Saka one was um, similar to the one he had against Wolves. Do you remember in the first minute? Yeah. yeah. When Party played him in behind, and he just literally he hit the, he he um, cut across it and hit the post, and it was just literally that. Saka had, Saka had two oh. chances today, like you said. He had that one, and then he had the other one where. Bang, they slotted him through, and you just thought, did you hit it first time? You took another touch, it was too yeah. heavy. Cut it back for Odegaard, didn't really work. It was... And then I've never liked Arsenal playing out from the back. <laughs> I've, I've, I mean, oh. you look back to the you look back to the FA Cup run, and we did it against Man City, and I thought, God, like, give it away. You've got Sterling, De Bruyne, Aguero, like, anyone can hit you. We got away <laughs> with it, we scored. Same thing against Chelsea. And then we just... <laughs> we did it and we nearly paid for it and sort of Leonard got it away or Tierney cleared it out and just punted it and then that Burley goal was just an absolute disaster class from start to finish I, I don't know whether like you can blame Arteta for coaching them to play defensively like no, no, it's play out from the back but, or, or, I, I, I disagree completely or, or, or do you sort of blame Xhaka for being I mean, do you want to be an absolute idiot and just just if you're going to play the pass, play the pass or just boot it out. You know, you're in danger yeah. and you cut it across the face of goal into a dangerous striker who already has to be standing there. He didn't even, it's not like the yeah. Eddie and Ketting goal against Saints last season, I think it was, where there was a mistake and then we got through and it was up to Eddie to do it. It was literally just stand still. Any one of us, if we were Chris Wood, would have scored. And then you're just like, oh God. And it's mistakes, mistakes cost us both from us and the officials. <laughs> so, yeah. Josh, you just want to let it all out, mate. Should we just, do you want to just let it all out, mate? Just go for it. <laughs> in, in, in fairness, I will say, I, I don't think, obviously, it's a terrible pass from Jacka. But I just, I just think it's terrible, terrible gamesmanship. Yeah. yeah. The 43 minutes into the game. From Leno. Leno's yeah. sitting, right. So so Xhaka, Xhaka's coming to the ball, right? He's got three players around him. He's he can be calling for the ball all he wants. If I'm the goalie and I know there's two minutes left in the half, I can see there are three yeah. players on Xhaka. I'm not passing to Xhaka, no matter how good I think he is. He could be Lionel that's Messi in tight spaces. I'm not passing to him. But that's, this is this is, this is this is the problem though. I think Arsenal you see it a lot with Arteta literally dictating every pass. Arsenal are so very, very rigidly coached at the moment because we don't know how to play any other way at the moment. Every pass is, oh, I must do this. I must do this. I must look for this run. There's no individuality and there's no accountability, I don't think. I think if Leno puts that long, looking at, if you if you pull out the, the um, image from, I think, BT did after the game, it's three on three. Yeah. Like Burnley have gone man to man at the top. And then there's a load of space. If Aubameyang wins the knockdown, for example, not saying he will, but if he wins, <laughs> if he wins Bambi, there's so much space. I'm not, I'm not. I'm not saying he will, but I'm saying like there is. It's so much more sensible to, at times, just to go long. You see, one of Manchester City's biggest 
assets is it the, the ability Edison has to just play at 70 yards down the pitch and find yeah. someone. Like, we don't we, have that, but we can we just will, go long. We, we, we started playing it long throughout the whole game, and then the, the, the point where we should be playing it long, we didn't. It's just mm-hmm. typical, isn't it? It's just so typical. I saw, Josh, I don't know if you remember when we, um, I wasn't on the podcast, but when you did a um, podcast with Jake and the Burnley writer for The Athletic, yeah. um, you're talking about what are Arsenal doing at the moment because we're struggling to create chances. And you were saying, like, just crosses in the box is what we're doing. And then um, the uh, Burnley writer from The Athletic was just saying, Arsenal can do that all day. They want Tarkovsky and Ben Mee will just head them out and out and out. And effectively, that's what they did because everything that went into the box, we just, Aubameyang's not winning a header against some six foot seven guy. Like, they're genuinely giants. Tarkovsky's yeah. massive. Mm. Like, their striker, Chris Wood, is an absolute monster. Like, he's huge. Yeah. Like, that's as in, it, yeah. and like, they're, they're genuinely more like rugby players than football players. Like, they play rugby football like Stoke used to play in the Premier League. And it's just like no other team does it like Burnley in the Premier League. And for the, regarding the goal, the funny thing about the goal was um, my internet connection um, dropped out as um, the ball came to Shaka and he passed it. And I was just like, you know, <laughs> he passed the ball and literally as it was about to hit wood, my internet cut out. So I was like, no, 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 no. Spent about five yeah. minutes working out. And then it's like the, the halftime show, the BT Sport panel. And I'm like, what happened? Look at the score, one-one, and see the goal back. I honestly wanted to just throw something at the TV because, like, it's so frustrating to concede like that when yeah. you work so hard, you create so many chances, and then we just can't finish them. Our problem this season has been not creating enough chances or not being able to finish the mass of chances we create. And Saka just once again, for all the good he's done this season, has had two very important chances which unfortunately he hasn't been able to finish um, and I'm not putting any weight on his shoulders he's a young lad he's going to get better but it's just two key moments if he puts them away it changes the game completely yeah, I think I don't know in fairness I think you can say everything from Arsenal has been a bit iffy this season you know defensively we've been you know we've got we've, we've got a good defensive record but that's because we're not getting beat you know 3-1 4-1 we're getting beat one nil, two one, and it's it's just silly mistakes every time. Whether it be from David Luiz getting sucked out in the Wolves game, whether he has a penalty record or not, relevant really. He made the decision. Whether it's um, you know Leno handballing outside his box, whether it's Xhaka doing that, whether it's Pepe getting sent off, you can point to all of these moments in games where we've either drawn or lost, and look at them and gone. That literally is just so stupid. It's so brain dead. And I think another one today was. I just think, for me, Leno has to go long there. If if that's my goalie, I'm saying yeah. go long. Doesn't matter where I am, go long. Can I just say yeah. that I think Leno, I think Leno was our best player today. He kept us in that game. Like the oh, yeah, that's save. Yeah, yeah, that's save. I'd say he was the man of the match because he kept us in that game. Um, and I think we defended quite well as well, apart from the chance Chris Chris Wood had when um, the ball was put through to him and <clears throat> Leno made that um, that save. Where I mean, Chris Wood should have scored that. Yeah. Because David Luiz got drawn out, but um, I think we did, Marianne Louise defended quite well today. As, as you said, was as you said, Dan, you said about um, obviously defending well and got, try and get down the wings to cross it into players in the box who we just know aren't going to win it. But when we tried to switch it up and go for the middle, 
we were so slow. We were so yeah. slow at building up, like, first 20 minutes where we had those chances, so quick. The ball, we moved the ball quickly, in between the lines, creating those chances that weren't taken. But then as soon as, as the half went on, especially into the second half as well, after we conceded, we were so slow to break them down. And that's where we fouled in the second half. Because we were so slow to move the ball around, to, you know, build up a chance. It, it, play, it's like Jack in the midfield, obviously, lost his, you know, head dropped at half-time. Oh, um, yeah, so, you know, head down, s- stop starting, backwards and sideways. And those two, Partey and Jacker need to work well. Those two, they are probably the most important players in that side. To, yeah, you know, because our game plan is built from the back, create chances that way. If those two aren't performing together well, one of them's not on their game, like today, we're not going to create those chances and we're not going to break teams like Burnley down. Party was a bit disappointed today as well, I thought. I think I think I think Shaka, apart from his moment, I think don't think he played awfully, but I think Partey had quite a lot of misplaced passes and he had he had his moments, but I think by his high standards he had a poor game today. Yeah, I mean I think he was still head and shoulders the best one of the better players on the pitch. Yeah. Um, but I think it's certainly fair to say that he tired towards especially in the second half. I think he, him being much more leggy was a huge issue when it came to us progressing the ball because, you know, he just wasn't quite getting to the right places where he needed to be to progress the ball uh, as quickly as he had in the first half. I think is it, he hopefully he plays 90 minutes against Olympiacos. Hopefully the 70, 70, 75 minutes he got today will be in. Oh, I forgot we're playing Olympiacos. Oh, no. Flying to Athens on Wednesday, is it? Yeah, we've got Olympiacos West Ham, our next four games. (laughs) Um, Like you were saying, we play, I mean, Burnley did it well. I mean, they knew what we wanted to do. That's why their pitch was in an atrocious condition. And I think something needs to be like, I don't want to say investigate Burnley for like match fixing or (laughs) goodness, but but like you're a Premier League team, your pitch shouldn't be that shit. Like, sorry. It was, it was almost like you expected to find dog poo on the on the corner flag yeah. or something. <laughs> like I played on the Sunday League pitch is better than that. But once we got yeah. the ball on the floor, and like like Bamiang, if you get the ball on the floor, you're gonna beat Tarkovsky and me 98% of the time. And that's what he did. He got it, he got past him and he drove his shot low. Pope should have saved it, but it was still a great goal. Like you said, we're not gonna beat them aerially. And that's why like, our corner William's corner was useless. Played straight away by Tarkovsky, and it's it's just stuff like that, and it's knowing your opponent, and they're gonna we're, they're gonna press you. Chris Wood is gonna press you because he likes those tappings, and that's the sort of striker he is. He's a poacher, so that game plan of clearing out, like playing from the back and waiting and waiting and waiting right until they're there, and then trying to get it out, cost us today. We still, I think, I think we still did enough to to beat Burnley, like Mikel Arteta. I don't think the tactics were awful. I think we, we still had the right players on the pitch and yeah. enough tactically that we should be beating Burnley. And, I mean, if if that moment doesn't happen from Shaka, we're walking away from here saying, one nil result, we, we've ground that out. But, I mean, unfortunately, yeah. at the end of the day, we didn't. But, I mean, yeah. tactically, we just, it's just another one of those ones we need to move on. Luck, we should have had a penalty, yes. We, but, at the end of the day, we should have finished our chances. But also, let's let's be fair. Like all those people saying Arteta out, 
for that result. It's, it's a joke. Yeah, jo- Arteta, Arteta got it right today. Like, we created chances. Yeah. We created good enough chances to win. The substitutions, I thought, were all right. And then you, and then when you ask, you know, why is Arteta out? Oh, he he picked the players, didn't he, that made the mistakes. Like, let's, like, who are you going to pick in midfield if not Xhaka and Partey? You pick Ceballos, he makes two mistakes against Benfica. You pick Elneny, you lose any sort of progressive option. He's only got those four midfielders, and Partey's been on one leg for most of the season. Like, <laughs> let's be fair to the guy. Yeah, I it was mean, down to the players today, wasn't it? Yeah, well, it was, it was down to one error, really, from two players. Yeah, yeah. That's what cost us. I mean, you could say Saka should have finished better, but he's not a natural striker. Is it like, he's not like... And I'm saying he can be coached from that. He's still 19 he can be coached on his finishing. It's almost like a Theo Walcott sort of thing that he wants to score goals, he wants to be in those positions, but you need to coach that into him to be able to do it. Um, That's a brave comparison, that is. That might get clipped. <laughs> but <laughs> that is, he's a winger that, that has the ability to score goals and scores the occasional yeah, goal, but coach him in, coach into that natural finishing into him and he'll do a lot better. It's, yeah. I mean... Arteta, you can't fault him for that. Like you said, tactics, not spot on, but he did the right things against the opponent. Team selection was the best it could have been if you were resting players. And substitutions made sense. It's not a Martinelli sort of game. Really. Like, I would have loved to have seen him, but... You the kid hasn't played football. Yeah, you can understand why he hasn't come in. But yeah. So there's lots of things you could say. But the officiating in that game was absolutely dreadful. Both yeah, let's, let's 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 be fair. No matter how bad we played, <laughs> we didn't get like there was a jet get out of jail free card that we should have been given. Like yeah. Stonewall. If if all I'm going to say on it is if Man United do that, that's a penalty. Yeah. It's 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 so infuriating. Two reasons: the fit, not not even just against us. The officiating that game was dreadful because the referee sent off Eric Peters. For a shoulder, for, for the sh- like, y- you would like, but it's not as if the arm was raised. It, like he, it was a dreadful standard of officiating both ways. Burnley, yeah. I mean, Peter should never, he should never have been shown a red card anyway. I know it was reversed, but dreadful. And our penalty was the most blatant handball I've ever seen. You can't put your arm out like that, and he's, he's like palm the ball. It's ridiculous. And then. You look back to last night of the Fulham get oh, the other night of the Fulham yeah. game. His line is done by his side and he gets hand, but it's disallowed. I, hmm. <laughs> I want to scream and shout. And <laughs> <Yeah>. like... <laughs> it's so infuriating. It's, it's like it, he wasn't saying the... scream. That's the like, that's so... the point. If you say, "Look, we think you've made a mistake. We don't think it's handball." I think the Premier League said that it's it was too close to him to react, which is. Bollocks, anyway. But send him to the screen. If you think he's made an error, let him yeah, go. You should, you should at least check it. You should at least check it. Like, at yeah. least recommend him to check it. Like, the fact that he didn't even get him to go and have a look means that, well, it's a whole new, like, clear and obvious. Like, if that's not the most clear and obvious penalty, then, yeah. then what that, is? Like, that decision is really, or well, in my mind now, I, I mean, it's not just the Arsenal game. It's throughout the whole season, hmm. for every single side. It is so inconsistent. If you look, if you look in Europe, we are the only the only league who is having issues with VAR. It, it, we are generally it's not. It's, people need to need to remember this. It's not VAR. It's not the little screen or the technology we look at. It's the officials behind it. Yeah, there's still officials 100%. who need to be who need to learn how to 
use VAR. It's so inconsistent at the moment, and it's so frustrating for right. you know everyone. It's also the rules because some of these rules are absolutely stupid. David Luiz one, you have to intentionally play the ball, you get a yellow. No intention. No oh intention. Yeah. You, know you know what's interesting? Saka Saka made a challenge. Well, he didn't even make a challenge, but in that first half, the Burnley player had a kick at goal, and he kicked Saka's leg. He's not made a chance to get, he's not made an attempt to play the ball by the logic of the rule that David Luiz got sent off for and Bednarek gets sent off for. Should that not be a penalty? Like, again, like, I'm a red card. I'm, I'm loving watching Josh just crumble here. He's just <laughs> in his seat. Crawling. I, I just can't make sense of it. And like, we're all football fans, we've all followed the game for so long. And usually you can sort of justify things or or you can sort of like you can sort of see like, okay, I understand. I don't agree with it, but I understand how they've come to that decision. I genuinely can't process it or compute it anymore. It's it's got to that point of like yeah. it's it's not this football is, anymore. This no. is where we need I don't know, like I put a tweet out the other day saying if you watch other sports, you've got rugby, you've got cricket, these video assistant um, have mics and they have ability to communicate to the uh, viewers what's going on. I think it's key to having football. You, you've got the whole bad language situation and people don't treat the refs with as much respect in football as you could say in rugby. But I think we really need to implement something where refs have a mic on and they can explain their decision and you can hear the conversation between the video assistant and the ref so then we can get some sort of clarity as to how they've come from that decision so that can help the viewers and also can be transparent so we know that there's not anything funny going on because let's be real it could happen yeah. we just need yeah. having that transparency i think is extremely important for viewers yeah i don't i don't want the arsenal conspiracy idea like i don't it's, it's nonsense, right, right? There's no conspiracy against certain clubs. But when you look back and review some of the decisions, I'm not, it's not a conspiracy, but we have, we can feel very hard done by. There's, I, I don't know if you've seen it, There's a, there was a thread put on Twitter by yeah. the account RFPVIP, <laughs> which we'll, I'll link, we'll link in the description and we'll send a tweet out about it. You look at those, you're like, whoa, there's so many instances of clear, like, decisions against us that really should have got our way. I mean, there's I can, not enough time yeah. to go into all of them. I can probably name five off the top of my head from last season and five from this season. But when it goes back to the Crystal Palace game we played at home two seasons ago, I think it was. How yeah, James was. Gets ball, yeah. He gets absolutely clattered in the box. Socrates then smashes at home for us to go through. <laughs> and the referee said, the VAR said that Chambers fouled someone in that instance like I, <laughs> Josh, Josh is just having a complete meltdown in, in fairness, in fairness it, it isn't us like it's we, we are seeing it from an Arsenal perspective but it's not just Arsenal let's be fair like Fulham were absolutely robbed uh, a couple of nights ago against Spurs twice in a row as well you, like, three, you look at the West Ham one as well when Sochak yeah. got sent off for, for lifting his arm up <laughs> and the and the offside for Timo Werner in the Liverpool game. Yeah, I'm sure he looked half a yard on on every single still apart <laughs> from the one they used where he was off. I heard because even what's it? Even um, who's the referee on BT Sport? What's his name? Forgotten. Peter Walton. Yeah, he disagreed with the referee, and yeah. I don't know if I heard it wrong, but 
there's a new rule for handball coming in for next season. Yeah. Right? yeah. And apparently the decision was based off of the new rule that is coming in next season. Not the rule that is being used now. Well, 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 I didn't hear that. <laughs> I, I, I don't know if I heard it wrong, but I'm pretty sure that there's a new... Obviously, everyone knows there's so many new rules coming in next season, potentially with offside as well. Um, but apparently there's a new rule for handball. And Peter Walton said, based if you were going off the new rule for next season, that wouldn't be handball, apparently. Because but, it, but to be to be honest, it is like I know that's the thing. I'm so confused. If, in my mind, if I'm playing football, right, and I've got my arm out like that, a book, someone the ball comes up, hits me in the area. I'm like, oh right, okay, fair enough. I I'd instantly know that that is a penalty. But it's now almost, it's almost like playground rules. Being like you're at primary school, it's like oh, it's ball to hand, ball to hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> generally, generally. What, what, what might happen like now? What might happen from next season is we see many less penalties. Yeah. I mean, it's going to happen. There's going to be hardly any penalties. And you'll only see penalties given with red cards because it will be when someone deliberately blocked the yeah. ball with their hand. Because in what other instance are you going to be giving a handball now? Because if this new rule is going to mean that players don't have to have their hands behind their back whilst they're defending and they can have that natural body shape, then, I mean, the amount of rules we've had this season, it's like, it started off with if it hits above the short sleeve, yeah. no, sorry, below the short sleeve, it's a handball. We've heard, and now we've heard if it's in an unnatural body position. I mean, if that wasn't like out unnatural. from your yeah, then I don't that. know. I saw someone call him a starfish. Someone's like, I don't know how Eric Peters has got away from pretending to be a starfish and hasn't conceded the penalty. It's, the, the, the biggest joke of it all, right? Is five minutes later. The Burnley midfielder whacks in a Lacazette who has his hands here like this from about a yard out and it gets given as a free kick. And I'm just like, how can you give that as a free kick and not give a penalty for what is... The, the, it's here. It's him here. Yeah, I know. He, he, he almost pats it down, doesn't he? He, he, he could have he could have just patted it down and gone, oh, no, that's not a penalty. It's, it's all right. It's all right. I mean, we, we have to say, on the other hand, you look at the Burnley one... On the other hand... Peters was sent off unfairly. <laughs> we got a second. We got a penalty given unfairly, and that got overturned. But again, he didn't go to the screen, and it's it's what's the point of having it if like if you're in, if you're saying the referee still has control of the game completely, it's his decision. We're just advising. Why is every decision sort of big decisions? I don't mean like oh whose corner is it or something stupid. But every big moment refers to the screen. Because because the screen's there for a reason. If you're going to sort of say, oh, we think this and you should, then don't have the screen. Just get rid of it. Like, there was a period where they were using using the screen on a regular basis and it was working well. Why stop? Why stop using the screen if it's being used well? Generally, you can stop using something. Guys, you can see it already. We're going to get to the Europa League final. We're going to probably play Spurs and we're going to lose in the 95th minute because of a um, a handball penalty in the box. And I think I can say in advance here um, for the blood pressure and safety of Josh, we will not do a podcast episode until the next day just so we can calm down a little bit first. But there's, there's no VAR in the Europa League, is there? We didn't have it in our Benfica game, I don't think. Well, no, it, uh, there, there is, but they, they literally take one glance at it and go... Oh, it's right. much more efficient than the Premier League one. Yeah, it's really, it's quite lenient, isn't it? So they, 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 
they don't spend about five minutes making a decision. It's even like they look at it straight away and then it'll be like, yes, no. Honestly, the two Aubameyang goals scored against Benfica, I wouldn't be surprised if they were all off for our side <laughs> in the Premier League. In the Premier League, honestly. I, yeah. the, the handball thing grinds my gears even more because I'm sure, or I am 100% sure, that had handball not been a huge issue and had they not changed the law literally yesterday for next season, that would have been given. It's because everybody on Twitter looked oh. at the Fulham one and went, that is not handball. There is no way in hell that is a handball. Yeah. And then they've decided, like, I don't know whether it's subconscious because they've gone, oh, everyone's complaining about handball. We better get start being more lenient with handballs. But it always seems to be the way with us. Like, we are almost, if it, we are the guinea pig for any excuse they run out. The David Louise one, two hours later, Bednarak does the same thing. And he gets overturned. He gets sent off. You know, that's, yeah. that's, that's almost uh, solidarity with the ref from earlier. And now it's like, oh, we've changed. I'm not surprised if they come out and say we've changed the handball to be more lenient now. Like, got, um, it's ridiculous. There's another like three games today, so it'll be interesting to see if there's any more handballs. And yeah, I mean, if I'm hoping there is. I hope there is. Even be the biggest controversy <laughs> of the weekend. I hope other teams get shafted by VR as well. Every <laughs> team gets shafted by VR. It's it's so useless having an incompetent referee. Yeah. Backed up by an incompetent referee who doesn't know how to use the screen <laughs> properly. Like they, they, they will, they will have it the other way around as well. So you know, Kevin Friend will be on the pitch, and whoever was refereeing today will be in the VAR box. And you think, oh, he's done me a solid once. So I'm not going to show him up by getting him to change his mind. It's ridiculous that they have such incompetence at such a high level. And then for VAR, they don't use impartial people. It's astounding. We need Villa to lose tonight, and don't we? But then even a Wolves win, sort of. Oh, mate, Europe's, Europe's gone. Europe's gone. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, already hope. <laughs> it has, it has, like, I don't want to sort of blame every game. And we said this, uh, that, uh, Ben, on Thursday, or whenever it was, when we did our tier list. Every game now is a must-win game. Mm-hmm. Uh, this, this feels, this is the game now. Like, I don't care about the Man City loss. This game feels now like our season's in the league is done. In fairness, it felt the same after Wolves. It felt the same after Villa. Yeah, every single time it's like, oh, we've got you know, we we're only six points off. If we win this, we'll be in with a shout. We don't win it, and whether it's down to refereeing incompetence, which you know arguably cost us a point at Villa, uh, two more today. All of a sudden, we're straight back in the race. You know, even if you discount the Wolves one, which is hitting is by the by, really. You know, you just it's it's. You don't want to sit here and blame the referees, but in teams where we aren't where we aren't clinical and we aren't clearly good enough to beat them by three or four goals, it is these fine margins that end up costing us huge amounts, and they're fine margins that should be going our way and never seem to. I mean, I, mean, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know what, what what is the cutoff point for Europe now, because you'd expect like we hope Man City beat them not in the cup final, because they don't even look like they even will reach. Mate, if, they, if they win a trophy, it'll be the most depressing season I think I've seen in an Arsenal. Let's say Man City win the Europa League, uh, the uh, Carabao Cup. Who does the Conference League place go to? I'm, I'm so confused with what the what the system is. I, mean, I think it's seven. Is it seven? So, I think it depends if you bring the American teams into it or not. <laughs> <laughs> it, but honestly, it just hit me. We might not get into the Conference League. I hope we, we don't. I don't want to play. I, I hope we don't. Yeah, but either way, it's embarrassing. Either way, it's embarrassing, isn't it? It's, yeah. If it, the last, the next two games in the league, so West Ham Spurs, if they they 
I, I, our season's over already. But if we have any shot at it, they we need to get six points in both of them games. Oh no, sorry, both games. I don't think we are. If anything, West Ham's the top of game. Yeah, 100%. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, West I agree. I can't see us beating Spurs. I can't see us winning either of those games at the moment, the way we're playing. Unless it, it's Kearns. It's Kearns for us. We're, like, the season yeah. is... The season's over, yeah. We're also a very mid-table side. Like, my brother said that to me today. My brother was like, Jack, you need to realise that we're actually a mid-table team now. We're, we're, uh, all, I, we're a massive club. I thought like crying. We're I really mid-table did. side because yeah. when you look at the fall from grace we've had, we signed we signed Meza Urzil, who was a world-class attacker seven years ago from Real Madrid. He was starting every game. Now we've loaned in a player who can't get a kick at Real Madrid. Yeah, sure, he's a great prospect. He's twenty-two. Like yeah. we, we were selling when, when we were when we were a big club, we were selling Fabrias, Nasri. These were at the time. These were Premier League leading players. How many players can you look in in our side and go, they are one of the best in the league? I'd wager a Bamiang. Maybe Saka, Leno, uh, Tierney, and maybe Leno. That's what I go with. Party we haven't seen enough of yet. I know. <laughs> I know we want to win the Europa League, but if we win that, we. I oh know because we will we even qualify from our group. <laughs> no, no, I'm being dead serious because if we win the Europa League, we get to the we get to the Champions League group stage. Don't we go in second seed though, first, or we first first seed because we won the we won a European yeah, we won the Europa League. Yeah. We can't, we can't, we can't even get... begin to talk about next season yet. You can't begin to talk about next season. No, yet. no, I'm saying hypothetically, like, is it even a good thing to win the Europa League to get knocked out yeah. fourth? Yeah. Not yes. even qualify yes. for the Europa League. <laughs> yes, because then if we win the Europa League, hopefully we then have the funds to go and buy ourselves some solid players for the next season. It's, it's money yeah. at the end of the day. Yes, yeah, we still yeah, get drafted yeah. by VAR. Yes, we still get done over by so much, but at least we'd be there in the flesh to see it. Did you, yeah. speak, um, did you see? I think Arsenal released today their, their finances. I saw something. Sacking Emery cost us over ten million pounds. But our turnover's gone up because we released lots of nice kits. <laughs> our commercial income's great. We've made yeah, forty-seven million loss, but thirty million up on commercial. Our, part- oh, yeah, our partnership with Adidas. We've got all the kids. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> our partnership with Adidas has given us a lot of money. Like, oh, we're mid table and we're so fickle because they bring out a nice looking shirt. Oh, yeah. <laughs> generally, oh, generally. That is, that is so true. It's like, I'm, I'm like, I'm not like, I'm fed up with the, like, that November, December. I'm like, fed up with the team, like, just not doing well. Like, we need to change something. And then they released that shirt. I was like, oh, that's a nice shirt. I might think about buying it. But it's 80 quid. Oh. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> hundred quid for the hundred quid for the uh, pre-match jacket. Go on then. <laughs> yeah, that's all right. So at least we're laughing now. At least we're. La- uh, at least we can. If laugh. you don't laugh, you cry, won't you? So well, I mean, yeah. that's what yeah. we wanted. So it's it's a poor result in the grand scheme of things, considering the way we started and played awful. But Europa League next week, next Thursday, back in Greece uh, for the first. Yeah. Back in Greece, then we come back to London for Spurs, then go back to Greece for Olympiacos again, and then come back to London to play West Ham. I've just realised we've got to preview and review all of those games. Yes, so <laughs> we will be back next week, probably Tuesday or Wednesday for our Olympiacos preview, back Friday for our Olympiacos review, Friday again for our Spurs preview. We've got loads of content coming. Hopefully we're in a better mood than we are after a 1-1 draw. Thanks to the useless officials in the Premier League against Burnley. Make sure to like, subscribe, comment, share on all of our channels. Uh, see you next time. <laughs> Thank you and goodbye. <laughs> Happy place, Turf.
Sports Social Podcast Network.